Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Rouse Review. I'm your city manager, Dan Hoffman, and with me is Amy Simmons, communications director. Hello, Amy. Hello, Dan. How are you? It's great. I'm for great. Yep. Did your kids go back? When did they go back? They went back today. Oh. Yeah, okay. Frederick County went back on the 23rd today. Got it. Got it. Yeah, mine went back last week, and, uh, you know, sad summer's over, but we're pretty excited to have uh, five days a week yeah. in person. Absolutely. That's great. I'll take, you know, if, if I can have them five days a week in person, uh, gladly we'll accept whatever mask requirement. You know, I think the most important thing is, is they're, they're getting in-person uh, education. You know, the virtual stuff was fine as a stopgap. But it's never the same. Never the same. Yeah. And, you know, if, if we have to do it from time to time, um, so be it. Mm-hmm. But, man, I hope we can stick with the current five-day-a-week uh, schedule. I think that'll yes. be important. I hope so, too. And this year is um, a special year for my kids because mm-hmm. it's my son's senior year and my daughter's freshman year. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I hate for that to Oof. to be ruined. Yeah, I feel for all the seniors yes. last year that oh. basically had a year, their final year wiped out yep. by COVID. That. That's oh, horrible. That's rough. Yeah. That is rough. No prom, no senior sports at the end of the year. Yeah. It's just yeah, it's horrible. rough. So everybody, get vaccinated, get masked up, and hopefully... Um, stays stays under control. Stays under control. <laughs> um, so speaking of that, we do have a, a meeting tomorrow. It, it You know, only three things on the agenda. So, you know, come provide your input on those items. Uh, we are requiring masks at City Hall again. So yes. vaccinated, unvaccinated, doesn't matter if you're a visitor. Uh, we're asking you to mask up in order to be in chambers where mm-hmm. we'll do the meeting. Um, we'll all be, you know, city staff, council will also be masked up. Um, and my hope, you know, trust me, I'm, I am not, I do not like wearing a mask. Oh, it's miserable. Like most of the population, mm-hmm. it is just the worst thing. So, um, but it's necessary. Right. And, you know, if it, if it means, you know, even if I keep one person from getting sick, um, you know, that's that's totally worth it. So that's um, that's why we're wearing a mask in City Hall. Yep. So and we are doing some things you might have uh, folks might have noticed in the paper that, you know, we are doing some things to incentivize incentivize vaccinations uh, among our city staff. So, um you know, we're, we're, we're doing our best. You know, we, we do have pretty good numbers overall. You know, city employees were about 71%. We've been there for for a bit. You know, my hope is that we can at least break 80. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that happens, you know, we'll start looking at peeling back some of these mask rules. So uh, if you're out there, get vaccinated, wear a mask. Um, now, for the meeting tomorrow, the three items I mentioned, one of them is uh, kind of a a little land use issue related to the development project over which we call Cameron Square. It's the the big empty lot at Cameron and Piccadilly that a lot of folks are, uh, I'm sure, very aware of because it's been there for years. <laughs> it's right in the middle of everything. Yeah, so there's a little uh, land use thing we got to take care of related to Fairfax Lane. So that's um, that's on the agenda. That's we're just a discussion item, so we're not really we're not taking a a vote mm-hmm. uh, on tomorrow. And uh, we'll also talk about the strategic plan. Um, yes, if it's uh, provided, it's ready, and I can get it out. Um, you know, that's going to be a topic of discussion. We've been working on this for a while, and um, it's because we only have a few things on the agenda, you know, it is going to give the council an opportunity to to discuss it and give us a lot of feedback. So, if you residents want to uh, 
weigh in on that as well. You've had plenty of lots of opportunities, and this is just going to be one more uh, for you to weigh in on the strategic plan. And uh, no work session. This and no week. work session. Yeah, we will have one executive session item. So after the strategic plan, we'll go into an executive uh, session to discuss some real estate issues. Um, but then no work session. So uh, reasonable, very reasonable agenda. Um, but I won't jinx us by saying it will be quick. Um, so uh, today we are talking with Amber Dupkowski, uh, our Director of Social Services for the City of Winchester. Mm -hmm. Now for those of you who aren't uh, aware, and I think if you've lived in the city for any number of time, you realize we're an independent city. Uh, we are not part of any county, right. which means we do a lot of the same services that a county would do. We're kind of a consolidated um, government in that regard. So um, we have, uh, the city has its own Department of Social Services. So uh, we're about to have Amber come in. She's going to walk through some things with us related to the services they do. I want people to be aware of what DSS does. And, um, you know, also they have uh, some openings. So if people are interested in that line of work and helping kids and those in need, it's a great place to work. So yeah, come our way. Uh, let's uh, let's go, go ahead and get Amber in here. All right, welcome, Amber Dubkowski. Yeah. It took me a little while to get that name right when I first got here. It's different. Dubkowski. It, it is. It's Polish. It's Polish. Yeah. Um, you are our director of social services, what we call DSS around here. Right. You've been with the city a while, though. 16 years. 16 years. Good Lord. Yeah, I started out doing frontline child welfare and foster, then moved into foster care supervision, and I've been director about nine years now. So... Um, Tell us, so for folks that don't know the scope of what DSS does here in Winchester, tell tell them a little bit about the department. Sure. Um, I, I don't think most people know everything that we do. That's um, why I asked you. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Okay. And we really have two sides of our shop. We have family service programming, which really focuses on family strengthening. And then we have our benefit programs that focus on income stability and self-sufficiency. Mm -hmm. So where would you like to start? Family services or benefit programs? Let's start with benefit programs because I think um, that's probably not a that's an area most folks don't have a lot of exposure to. Okay, so we provide a core set of services. So uh, we are a Department of Social Services in Virginia, and there's 120 uh, departments of social services across Virginia, and we all provide a same set of core services. So we provide Medicaid, which is medical assistance, uh, SNAP, Supplemental Nutritional Assistance Program. TANF, Temporary Assistance for Needy Families, Child Care Subsidy, Low Income Home Energy Assistance. Good grief. We provide a lot. Um, general, you, remind, you remembered all the General stuff. Relief, <laughs> we, um, and uh, as well as housing services. So uh, we have a wide variety of programs that we provide our citizens. That's a lot of stuff. Now back over to Family Services side. Right. Um, so we provide Child Protective Services adult protective services and foster care so three primary areas of programming so adult protective services yeah it's not the police it is not the police and who's it's, that for and it's very different than child protective services because it's adult because it is adults yeah. and adults have rights to make their decisions and um and a right to self-determination and so that population really focuses on folks that are 60 years of age or older or persons who are 18 and older uh, with an incapacity hmm. And it's really, um, we look at, um, is there neglect, is there abuse, is there financial exploitation, but really um, supporting that 
adult living in the community um, and supporting their right to self-determination and Mm -hmm. uh, helping to provide services and supports in order for them to do that. It's very different than child protective services. A lot of people think we can remove adults from their homes, and we can't unless um, a, a court Uh, determines them to not have capacity, not be Mm -hmm. able to make their own decisions. And that's a a judicial determination and really rare. Okay, so we've got family services, benefits, then what else you got? What else? That's the two big sides. Yeah, two big sides. That's really where we focus. And also, we have a great administrative team that supports Mm -hmm. us as well. There you go. Yeah. And if someone wanted, let's say someone was in need of some form of assistance, you know, how would they interact with DSS? Okay. Can they just show up? Where are you guys at? You absolutely can just show up at our office, but it really depends on what your needs are. And so I, benefits is different than uh, mm-hmm. a child or adult welfare. So let's talk about benefits. So there Yes, were, let's do. Yeah, there were changes <laughs> to wet, the way we provide services um, to our residents um, after the implementation of the Affordable Care Act. And mm-hmm. so what that required us to do was to Um, create ways to access um, services 24-7. And so to apply for one of those programs, um, you can use our online portal, uh, which is called Common Help, and it's um, www.commonhelp.virginia.gov, and you can access that 24-7, 365, apply online from your uh, phone or computer at home. Um, We have a call center that's operated um, by the state of Virginia. Um, That number is 855-635-4370. Or you can stop in our office, pick up an application, or call and ask us to mail you an application. You got a great commercial voice. I know. (laughs) Sign her up. And she was basically just doing that right off the cuff, too. We should do other advertisements with Amber. We should. She should voice like commercials for my next rec career. programs or yeah. the or, next voiceover we need for a video. Oh, I'm calling her trash cans. Yes, trash cans. <laughs> Try this. Just saying this. Pick out your trash can now. Try that. Pick out your trash can now. There we go. She's hired. She's hired. She's gonna. You're gonna voice some videos for us now. <laughs> Amy and Caitlin love doing videos. Oh yeah. So what what are some things that you've had to you and the team have had to overcome with the pandemic? Well, let me get back to just before we move on. Oh, um, fine. You do what you yeah. want to do. <laughs> child, my question. Fine. Yeah, child <laughs> and, and adult protective services oh, and, yeah. and how to, to make a report. Um, so during work hours, you call our office at 662-3807. We have an intake social worker um, that will answer your call, hear your concern, and uh, we will assess that report and respond accordingly. Um, What's w- the most common kind of report you get? Is it, hey, I went to visit grandma at the... Elder, at the elder care facility and I saw something that yeah. was wrong? Or For, for adults, it's really self-neglect. That, that's the majority of concerns. Um, hmm. In child welfare, it's physical neglect and adequate supervision. Hmm. Um, so those are the two top uh, types of um, allegations that we see in hmm. an adult and child welfare. Now, a lot of times people hear social services and, you know, the historically... Like, oh, you know, they're going to call DSS on you. It's like the running joke if you see some parent, uh, you know, doing something slightly amiss. Do people, there's no reason to be afraid of DSS. No. Talk about the the process, you know, when, you know, let's say there's a report. You guys go out to the home. What happens? Yeah, well, let's start with the report because... Anyone can call in a report, but not all reports are responded to. So Mm -hmm. child welfare, our 
our duties are are in the code of Virginia in the law and it guides us and and tells us what families we can respond to so in Mm -hmm. order for a report to be valid has to allege that abuse and neglect occurred Mm -hmm. Um, the alleged maltreater um, has to be a caretaker the child has to be in our jurisdiction and it's uh, our jurisdiction is where the child resides and the child has to be under the age of 18. So mm-hmm. anytime someone makes a call, we look um, at the report against that criteria and we determine um, is it appropriate for a child protective services response. Hmm. If it is, our job is to respond to the family, determine what's, what's happening, why is it happening, and what services and supports that family would need. I think a lot of people think child protective services and mm-hmm. child removal, removal. It's absolutely rare for us to remove children. Our job is to work with families and keep them together because children should be with their families, yes. and they do best when they're with their families. So um, folks should not be uh, worried about a child protective services response because we really just want to help, and we want to make sure um, kids are, are safe and families have what they need. Well, that's awesome. So if I call, so I call up and I make a complaint and I say, Amy's a bad mom. <laughs> she's not, uh, you know, she's not taking her kids to church and she smells and, uh, you know, she doesn't mow her grass a lot, but you know, and I can tell that she's just a bad mom. What do you guys do? Based on the information, that would not be valid for a child protective services response. There you go. Good news. But if I call up, (laughs) now you can relax, Amy. But if I say, you know what? I saw, and I won't use this time because. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, You know, I saw, you know, Jane down the street, uh, you know, striking her children in the front yard. And I have reason to believe that they're not being fed. Uh, what happens then? Um, if Jane is a caretaker of the children um, and they're under the age of 18, that would be something that we would most likely respond to. Hmm. Um, that it sounds like that there's children not being fed and, um, you know, physical discipline, you mm-hmm. know, that's an area of. Yeah, how, do, how does. So, you know, yeah. spanking your kids not illegal. Um, we look at. Um, Ooh, I don't want to get. Uh, yeah, it is a <laughs> tough one. And I don't want to get into the law and par- parents. Uh, mm-hmm rights to use uh, physical discipline. It gets a, a, too complex for us today. Um, yeah. <laughs> Good way to dodge it. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, we're looking at uh, that physical discipline. Did mm-hmm. it cause injury? Did it cause harm? Okay. Was there risk of harm? Hmm. And so those are the things we look at when we get reports about physical discipline. So we really look at each report individually, what was alleged, what occurred, um, and we make res- we make decisions accordingly. So it's hmm. kind of hard to say, you know, physical discipline in general. Um, what do you do with that? Because it, it really def- depends on yeah. the specific event and situation. Gotcha. All right. So now do you want to go back to the COVID question? Yeah. That you- okay. Yeah. Go ahead. So um, you asked if how we respond. Do you remember the question? Uh, <laughs> do you want me to repeat? Vaguely. <laughs> so you asked how we fared as an agency during COVID? Yeah, what kind of things did you have to overcome during COVID? Yeah. So ultimately, we're required to provide our services to our, our residents. And so it was figuring out how to do that safely, how to keep staff safe, how to keep our residents stay safe while still fulfilling our mandates. We were really well prepared um, uh, to move into the pa- pandemic. Some of the things that we had been planning for Um, in terms of making sure our staff had uh, laptops and uh, virtual connections and all those things. So we 
I, I think we did really well. We have a really adaptable team, and I think we um, protected our staff and still fulfilled our mandate. Uh, what did you see pandemic. in terms of call volume reports? Did you see more, less? Yeah. What did you see? So our, our benefit services really stayed uh, pretty stable. We did see a, a peak as we went into the pandemic with an increase in applications, uh, but after July, we started leveling off uh, to pretty historical numbers. In child welfare, um, we did see a decrease in, in reports. Uh, when you look at child welfare, the majority of our reports come from uh, mandated reporters. And mm-hmm. so with children going virtually um, at school, they did have less contact with mandated reporters. That's what I would attribute a decrease in reports to. Uh, but once we got uh, into July, August, September, our reports really leveled out as well. They they returned to his, historical trends. What do you see? So moving forward, you know, granted, we're kind of taking a few steps back because of the Delta variant. But as we hopefully soon emerge from the pandemic, how's that going to change DSS in the future? Will there be things that never quite go back to the way they were? Or does, do you see a full return to the old operation? Yeah. So there's some things that are out of our control and benefit programs. Those are federally driven programs. And so there were changes made at a federal level, how we administer those programs. Um, So some of those changes were really good um, in that we have programs where um, our residents don't have to come into our office uh, Mm -hmm. to do an interview. We can do that over the phone. So I think there are some really good things that are going to continue in benefit programs that allow us to serve our residents more easily, and it's not gonna require them to come into the office. Um, in terms of, I think the overall change for us is is really uh, for our staff, I think they're going to have uh, greater ability to telework. Uh, we did that, uh, we transitioned to some telework, um, did that well and, and showed that we can continue um, doing business without um, decreasing our customer service, so. Cool. What a, so summer's wrapping up. Kids started back to school last week. Uh, what are, um, you know, what are some things you're looking forward to or that parents really should be aware of going into the fall? I think one of the changes that we saw in our child care program, there was a change that expanded access to mm-hmm. child care services. And so it allowed us to look at a greater um, uh, look at families making up to 85 percent of the median income mm-hmm. for children under the age of five. So going to give families greater access to child care services. Cool. So, yeah, that is really cool. Um, so if someone's in need of, of child care, mm-hmm. um, complete an application or, and having difficulty paying for it, uh, mm-hmm. um, complete an application. So we have our uh, low income mm-hmm. home, home energy assistance program, and there's three components to that. There's fuel crisis and cooling. So on mm-hmm. Monday, we just in it. Well, last week we, uh, ended our cooling program and you're not helping be co- people be cool anymore. Well, we joked about that we did. a couple of times ago. <laughs> Amber um, helps people be cool. Yeah, so we do have a cooling program. It ran June to August. Um, we help with air conditioning units, electrical bills, security deposits. So we start our full fuel program in October. That runs through October, November. We look at um, helping with heating costs, delivery charges, uh, re- reconnect fees, and then we run our crisis program November to March, which help, helps with heating costs, equipment repairs, mm-hmm and deposit. So it's a really helpful program to our residents. That's cool. Yeah. So you've been director for nine years now. Yeah. What are your, been with the city for 16, you said. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what's your overall impression? 
You know, if you're, I'm uh, working, I'm coming, going up on my 12th month now, so I've been here a year. What would you tell a new resident, a new city manager, in terms of Winchester as a place to, you know, nurture and raise a family? Yeah. Uh, well, Winchester was really welcoming to me and my family. I've uh, really enjoyed being here, and I don't see myself any other place. Winchester is where I want to be. Uh, and in being a social worker living in Winchester, one of the things I appreciate, we're really service-rich. We have a lot of helping organizations and so social services. We're, you know, we can't do everything um, uh, alone, and we rely on our partnerships. And so one of, one of the things I love about the city of Winchester is the strong uh, community uh, services, nonprofits, and supports that uh, exist here for families, and mm-hmm. especially families that might be struggling. Mm-hmm. Your answers are so like fluid and succinct. <laughs> well, don't even have like another question ready at the end of it. It's like, wow. Spoken from the heart. Exactly, I'm blown away with the all of the direct information. And you didn't even crack when I was making faces at her earlier. She, no. she totally kept it together. Completely professional. Very professional. She's, that's what she's known for, professionalism. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so wrapping up, um, talk a little bit about, I know you, you're always uh, touting your staff uh, and your team over there. You know, we're, you know, starting to look at, uh, you know, ways to improve you know, their facilities, their day-to-day, you know, tell me a little bit about the team there, you know, morale, you know, how, how does it, how does it function over there? Give us a sense of, you know, the day in the life, because you're hiring. We are. That's where I'm going with this. Yes, we are hiring. You're hiring. Tell us a little bit about what it means to work over DSS. Yeah. I, we have a great team. Uh, they support each other well. Uh, there's a, a lot of camaraderie and, and support that they give each other. Their jobs are really hard. They, they really are, and that's probably not the thing to say with hiring. Um, and so our benefit program staff, they're seeing people in need every day, people that need medical assistance, food assistance. They're having trouble making ends meet, and that's really hard to see day in, day out. They do a, yeah. great, they do a great job uh, making sure our residents' needs are met. Um, on the child welfare side of the shop, um, we, that is a place we're absolutely hiring. Um, you're not touching on one of the most important things over there. What's that? Every time I visit there, everyone seems to love working with each other. They do. There you go. It's the, the atmosphere, the team environment over there is probably one of the strongest in city government. Right, I think so. I, they really do enjoy each other. They really, um, they're there to support each other personally and professionally. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the greatest things that we have at social services. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, we did a video about the culture <gasps> there. That's we right. Did. That's right. It was a great video. Why would were you in it, Amber? No, nope. I don't think I was. No, nope. what we, a what a shame. We used all the people. Yeah, she's she's also people. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, but she likes to showcase her team. She yeah, doesn't like to I know, be in I know. the forefront. But you're, so. the, you're the leader of that team. So encourage <laughs> people to go to your website yes. yeah. and watch that Why Winchester video, or Why WDSS yeah. video. Yes. Where can they find that, Amy? It's on the social services webpage uh, under careers, I believe. Careers and internships. Yep. Um, so that's another thing that we're always looking for is hmm. uh, people that think they may want to work in child welfare, foster care, or adult protective services. Um, if they are currently um, at a college in, or university that has internship requirements, that they can fulfill those at Winchester Social Services and go online and complete an application. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Awesome. Yep. All right. Well, Amber, it's been very nice chatting with you. Nice As always, I always look forward to our conversations. Um, everybody, you know, if you need, if you do happen to uh, find yourself in need of one of the forms of assistance that we talked about today, uh, please visit the city's website. Uh, as you heard from Amber, a lot of twenty four seven opportunities to to get help. Um, and for those of you who are maybe not in need of services but would like to help out in some way, shape, or form, uh, like Amber said, there's a, a very large nonprofit community. Uh, in Winchester, tons of different opportunities to help out, to volunteer, whether it's uh, with uh, nonprofits that do child care, whether it's with organizations like the Child Children's Advocacy Center. There's, there's plen- plenty of different things that you can do uh, to help out, even if you're not uh, in need of services. So, And we have the Social Services Advisory Board. We oh, do. That's right. If you want to help out and you know play a role in you know, guiding some of the policy and decisions and providing, you know, the, the perspective of residents. That's another yeah. way to help out. Yeah. Also, you could become a foster parent. Uh, Winchester Homes. That's the best for, one. Yeah, Winchester <laughs> Homes for Winchester kids. Oh I can't believe I totally didn't even mention yeah, you, foster. Oh, yeah. That's my bad. Um, so we have our own local foster care program. Mm-hmm. It's a tri-locality program with Frederick Clark in the city of Winchester. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're just interested in... Uh, having a conversation about becoming a foster parent, you can call um, Katie or Denise at 665-5688. That's awesome. Amber, thank you very much for coming in. I'll see you around. So that was Amber. (laughs) That was Amber. Amber's delightful. Um, You know, I I, I know I sound like a broken record every time I have one of the senior staff Mm -hmm. in here, but they're just such a good group. I, I am always so pleased with that group. Uh, and Amber, to have somebody, you know, with her energy, um, you know, uh, someone that is, you know, mid-career, to have been with us as a director for such a long time. She spent, you know, easily, you know, the vast majority of her career with the city of Winchester. Uh, and, you know, she's still got the same energy, the same passion that she has for has had for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, folks like Amber, you know, we we're, we're so lucky to have folks like her in positions like that. Positions that are really difficult. Oh, you know, yeah, I know yeah. we joked a little bit about um, you know the work and how hard it is, and but uh, it absolutely is a position like hers is is a twenty four seven position, and she's often dealing with some of the with the most difficult situations yeah, you, uh, you can to, imagine you have to have the right frame of mind to be absolutely and that because that's why they have so much turnover because people have preconceived mm-hmm. notions on what it would be like and it's it's hard yeah it takes a special breed yeah. when i worked i worked for the dc child and family services agency you know a, a while back in my career it was really the first local government i worked for and um you know, the things you see on a daily basis, you know, it's really hard not to bring them home with you. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, it's a great place to work. And if you've got that kind of heart and commitment, uh, you can really make a difference there. So uh, I encourage everybody to go to the website, to our website and check out the opportunities there. Yep. All right. On to some announcements and things. Amy, what you got? Okay. A few things. I was excited that we just launched an audio tour for the Abrams Creek Wetlands Preserve. Oh. It was the work of a lot of volunteers and a special grant that that um, 
I, a local garden club received and they wanted to create mm-hmm. an auto audio tour of our beautiful wetlands and so all you do is just take your smartphone hit a button as you're walking through the trail along the wetlands where is that that is off a um meadow branch avenue okay so it's abrams creek wetlands preserve and give me a, give me a landmark oh gosh um jubal early turns into meadow branch okay near hanley avenue yep It'll be across from Hanley Avenue, the entrance to the wetlands. Got it. Over by... Past Children of America, going towards Meadow Branch Avenue, or toward Meadow Branch, towards John Kerr. Okay. Okay. So kind of near uh, Museum of the Shenandoah Valley. Um, no? No. Is it the other really. direction? No. Well... Oh, the new John Kerr. The new John Kerr. Oh, okay. Okay. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. All right. So that four-lane highway going through the neighborhood that now connects to from Amherst to Valley. Well, how about this? If someone wanted to find it, yeah. where would they go to find directions to it? On our website. <laughs> Very good. Just go um, to the website. Do not listen to anything that I just said. Yeah. Um, on the park's webpage, there's a button for Abrams Creek Wetlands Preserve. It mm. tells you where to park. And you can tell you all about the preserve and why it's special to a city like us. Perfect. So, And then once you figure out where it is... Um, you can follow the tour or just go for a walk, ride your bike, whatever you want. It's beautiful over there. Very nice. So you can learn all about all the rare plants and birds. Apparently, there's a lot of plants and birds that you wouldn't find anywhere else in Virginia. Wow. In our little, ta- little town here. So, And it's also the first section of the Green Circle Trail that was ever designated. I was about to ask if it was part of the... Uh, oh, yeah. It's a major section of the, the Green GCT. Circle. hmm So go check that out. It's very awesome. You can park on Meadow Branch Avenue. Or at the parking lot where that little strip mm-hmm. mall is. That's like not really a strip mall, but yeah. where Children of America is. You can park there, walk away from Jubal or, or walk away from Valley, and you'll see it on mm-hmm. the left. Okay. Okay. So Winchester Parks and Recreation, speaking of them, is uh, offering a bus trip to the Nationals game on Sunday, September 5th. I saw that. Yeah. So you can hop on the bus, and they're going to play New York Mets on September 5th. And the It's t- a Sunday game, so you'll, you'll be back in plenty of time. You won't be out late on a school night. Yeah, I think it's a one fifteen game. Yeah, no one of those Sunday games are one o'clock yeah. games. So they'll, they'll leave around nine, travel there. You'll maybe get to see, you'll definitely get to see some new Nats because they're basically all new <laughs> at this point. <laughs> right. But you'll still see Juan Soto and Ryan Zimmerman. Uh, but maybe you'll get a chance to see a, a Gray pitch or one of the new one of the new guys who've been called up that have had in the, you know. It's been a rough stretch since the trade deadline, mm-hmm. but yeah. uh, it happens. <laughs> you get to, it, it happens. It's part of the natural cycle of, of baseball. So yep. uh, you get to see uh, the future of the franchise. Yep, I got a little soft spot for Zimmerman because when we had oh, the yeah. when we had the ten year old World Series, he came. Yeah, you got a picture of him in your office. I sure do, and yeah. so does my daughter when she was tiny. So uh, he came and met all the kids, had pictures taken with him. Mm-hmm. So that was really nice. He is Mister National, yeah, and who knows know. if we'll be back next season. Mm-hmm. So see him all you can, people. <laughs> well, tickets are eighty dollars, and that includes the admission to the game, the transportation and a $15 concessions credit. Which is a great deal. Yes. I mean, none, getting transportation, you know, an hour and a half in, not you don't have to do that parking. Mm-hmm. You, don't, yeah, you can just relax, have a good time in the bus. Um, the ticket itself and $15, I mean, that's a great deal. Yep. So just call the park or visit their website to register online for that. We just uh, need to reserve it before the 5th. Okay. Okay. And then uh, deliver the new roll-off trash carts that we've been talking about. At, oh, yeah. You know, forever. Uh, we'll begin September 6th, so as soon as you receive your new cart, just start using it immediately for trash mm-hmm. only. I cannot wait. <laughs> and then uh, something that is kind of special is earlier this month, you and a group of counselors and city staff 
conducted your first walking audit in, yes. the, in the North End. Yeah, walking audit. Some people might that. call them a neighborhood audit, walking audit. They're called uh, different things. It, it's not the word audit is a sound. It's got a bad yeah. connotation. <laughs> it's like we're coming out to, you know, uh, try to, you know, find problems with stuff. But that's kind of our job mm -hmm. is to go find problems to fix. Right. Um, and sometimes those are, uh, you know, bushes or trees that have overgrown and are blocking the sidewalk. Sometimes they are um, homes that are abandoned mm -hmm. that we need to, that are, you know, creating a problem for the neighborhood. Oh, you found one that was behind a bunch of shrubbery that nobody knew was even back there. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was, oh, man, one that was in bad shape. So, you know, we're go we go out, we walk a particular stretch of a neighborhood, and we really bring all of the people from the city government that can help mm -hmm. and play a role. So we're out there walking with the fire marshal who, you know, installed a few smoke detectors, mm -hmm. smoke detectors for a few people. Um, you know, we had code enforcement out there looking for, you know, abandoned vehicles that need to be removed. We had uh, police a uh, police officer out there with us walking, talking to talking to neighbors. Um, we had two counselors with us, uh, Vice Mayor Hill and Councillor Herbstritt. Um, you know, talked to a lot of residents. It's really an opportunity for, you know, city staff to just be out engaging with residents. Um, they, they're really the ones that tell us, hey, we've got this problem with, you know, a pothole over here or, you know, this this dead tree is in the city right of way and we need it removed. You know, a lot of that stuff, it's hard for us to be everywhere all the mm -hmm. time. So it's a good opportunity for us to get out, talk to the community members, hear from them, you know, what's important, what would they like to see fixed. Uh, so we did one. It was a great opportunity to talk to a lot of folks. Uh, we've got another one coming up, I believe on the 27th. Yes. It's a Friday afternoon. Mm -hmm. And um, both of these are in ward two over right. in the North end uh, but we'll be doing these all over uh, the city yep. uh, in the coming months. So uh, if you see us out and about, feel free to stop and say hi. Stop and say hi. Yeah, you also didn't mention uh, public services was there as well. Oh, yeah. Goodness yeah. gracious. I think they got the they most, the most. To do. <laughs> So Perry, uh, Perry Eisenach and some of his folks, um, and really a lot of it, you know, sidewalks, sidewalks streets, that, are, yeah. that are, need a sidewalk streets. Um, yeah, thank you for the money. They, they think it, out of that... Um, out of that audit, they got definitely the longest list of stuff to deal mm -hmm. with. Um, I think you even found a pole, electric, uh, some kind of utility pole that wasn't being used anymore. Uh, yeah, there's just a random pole <laughs> right. sticking about a sidewalk. <laughs> I mean, that. There's a lot of stuff like that that um, yeah, we, we want to make sure gets addressed. And I, after these audits, it's not just for us to get out and stretch our legs. You know, I have those people that were on the on the mm -hmm. walking audit. You know, they send me a list of stuff afterwards, and we follow up, make sure it gets done. Yep. And you have one department say has already been taken care of, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think at this point, everybody has done most saw. of the mm -hmm. stuff on the list. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Okay. Well, last but not least, I had wearing masks in city buildings on my list. So you're already taking care of that. But for those who don't want to come in because of, you know, spreading germs or don't want to wear masks, that we do have many ways they can save the trip and do business with us online mm -hmm. or by phone or email. So we encourage that big time. Absolutely. Don't go out if you don't have to. Absolutely. That's all I have. Uh, one thing to to mention on August thirty first, we've oh, got yeah. an open house here. Yep. <clears throat> so, the comp plan. I think we've talked a little bit before about what the comp plan is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, last podcast. Yeah. That's right. That so it's kind of a general guiding document for 
um, how the city is going to develop and grow. Uh, so open house for the update to the comp plan uh, here uh, in council chambers mm -hmm. on uh, it's after I think it starts at 530. It does. Yes. August 31st. Um, good chance to ask questions, talk to planners, the planning commission will be there. The action right now sits with the planning commission. So this is the public hearing. They'll eventually vote on it in September. Uh, one of the things that people might have noticed in the paper, uh, one of the changes to the comp plan is that we are identifying a couple of areas uh, in the North End for redevelopment. North End is an area where, as I said before, we're going to be focusing a lot of time and energy and resources to revitalize that particular portion of town. So uh, there is one Friendship Park, which uh, for those of you who don't realize it's a park because it's really just a field at this point um, <laughs> that's not used as much as it could be, uh, it's the field right next to the Friendship Fire Station. So, you know, the city is considering... Uh, the idea or proposal to put some affordable senior housing there um, and in exchange for that uh, a new community center a pool and some improve we would move the soccer field down uh, just kind of across the street in essence uh, so the community up there wouldn't be losing really any amenities uh, but i think the biggest thing that we want to hear from the community up there mm -hmm. uh, we want to hear is a is putting some affordable senior housing, and it would all be affordable, is putting some of that there um, worth a community center and a pool. I think a community center and a pool for that neighborhood would really go a long way. Uh, a great opportunity for the kids up there, a uh, great opportunity for senior programs. So, it, you know, all these things are a trade-off. Is it an indoor pool or an outdoor pool? We don't know quite yet. We're okay. not, I mean, Just the idea is that there's a community a community pool. It's not going to be something as massive as at Jim Barnett Park, right. but it's going to be something where people can go for leisure, uh, swim lessons. That and it's kind of one of those types of community pools. Awesome. So um, it's the kind of thing we. So thirty first, come tell us what you'd like. You know, if you like the status quo up there, more power to you. We want to hear that too. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, we would like to know if the community would like us to take advantage of this opportunity. Okay. Well, yeah, come out 830. 830. 831. 530, 831. <laughs> August, August 31st, 31st at 530 p.m. That's in council chambers. That's what I meant. There you go. Yeah, it, but then at 630, they're going to do their public hearing. Yeah, they switch into a public hearing. Yeah. Residents will get a chance to speak uh, their mind on it. And, you know, North End folks, come out. Uh, we don't hear enough from you. You know, the Planning Commission... Uh, there's nobody from that neighborhood on the planning commission mm. and you know it's not that's no one's fault um you know the all the planning commission they all volunteer their time so we're appreciative of that uh but we also have to be aware that you know they don't um they have a voice on there that yeah the north end does not have a voice on mm -hmm. there so we want to hear from the north end is this something that you want okay yeah so that is uh i think that's it we have anything else amy no that's it all righty. Well, uh, with that, thank you very much for, I think this probably is going to end up being a slightly longer one than normal. So if you <laughs> stuck with us the entire way, thank you thank so much. You. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, we look forward to hearing, uh, talking to you in a couple weeks. So thanks. See you around City Hall.